Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Living UD podcast, where we hear from alumni on how they are bringing the mission of the University of Dallas to the world. I'm your host, Rob Berline, and I am excited to present to you the different paths people have taken since graduating, but how they all lead back to UD. Our guest this week is Yvonne Freeman. Yvonne received her degree in mathematics from the University of Dallas. She will talk about the way UD taught her to approach problem solving and how that has aided her throughout her career. Here now is our conversation with Yvonne Freeman. And now we want to welcome Yvonne Freeman to the program. Yvonne is an HR specialist at Michael. She's been there since 2000, got her degree from the University of Dallas in mathematics. And Yvonne, how are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. First, I want to know, as a, as a math person um, and kind of a student in general, how did you decide to come to UD? Well, you know, I didn't come with an intention to study math. I think my my interest was a combination of things. Um, I, I was uh, raised Catholic. I'm, I'm a Catholic uh, girl from New York. Um, my family uh, is I'm first generation, full of immigrants. Um, so so branching out and going far was not really something that was going to be a, a difficult thing for me to tackle. And I think when I first read the information through my high school about the University of Dallas and how they had a Rome campus and it had a Catholic um, base to it and it was a smaller school, it was liberal arts, um, you know, I thought, and it was in Texas where it was going to be warmer weather. <laughs> I was like, hey, that sounds like a good deal to me. I think I'll take a look. And what were some of the other schools um, that you were looking into besides UD? Well, I took a look at um, SUNY Albany, which is the State University of New York Albany system, um, which was extremely cold and snow drifts when I visited, so that quickly came off the list. Um, I took a look at Rice. Uh, down in Houston. Um, I took a look at uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, and I had uh, brothers that went to Georgia Tech and Clemson. So kind of the South area um, specialty schools, I'll say, were something that I was kind of attracted to. Um, but with UD, you know, got some pretty good scholarship money. Um, I was able to um, participate in the work-study program um, to help. And also, you know, Rome kept popping up as a possibility where most students went um, when I was there, and, and uh, it continued to be an attraction for me. And uh, UD is a big liberal arts school. You said that your original intention wasn't to major in math. So what was some of the other interests you had, and how did math end up being the choice for you as a major? No, it's kind of funny. I think when I was at UD, a lot of people started as either pre-med or pre-law. Um, so I started as pre-med um, and kind of quickly figured out that probably wasn't the direction I was going to go in. Um, so by the time I had to declare my major and I had had a chance to go through a lot of the um, early core classes that freshmen and sophomore usually go through, um, I had a lot of interest in psychology, a lot of interest in um I took an origin of language class, things that were about kind of problem solving and how how things kind of work um, and how you process through things. I had a lot of credits in math, and I've always kind of, I have been good at math all my life, and it, and it really interested me. And 
math at UD in terms of the theoretical math and kind of problem solving, how does this all kind of come about, what uh, really had an interest to me in an appeal. So that's kind of how I ended up in math. And I know that there weren't many kids uh, that you graduated with. What was the typical class size and what were, how many people actually graduated with you um, in math that year? I mean, if I'm remembering right, I there only had to be a handful. I would say there were probably three, maybe four. Um, you know, UD's class sizes are small to begin with, but math, as you can imagine, you go on to advanced classes, probably in any degree at UD or most of the degrees get smaller and smaller. But I'm pretty sure my, my junior and senior classes had, you know, half a dozen to 10 students at the most in them at any given time, which lets you develop a, a different kind of relationship with your professor and kind of how you learn in smaller group settings, which is another great thing about the school. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you talked about being especially attractive to you and deciding upon UD was the Rome experience. So how was that experience for you? Did it live up to the hype and the hopes you had for it? Um, I mean, I think any Romer that comes back from, from being abroad would tell you that it it's lives up to it and more. Um, for me, there was a uniqueness to it that, and I was a spring Romer for those of you that are trying to figure out fall spring um, but I'm a first-generation American. Both of my parents are Polish immigrants. I have a very small family that's stateside. And so um, I kind of grew up hearing about um, Europe and World War II and how the impact that had on family and how great that was to be in America. And so having the chance to kind of go back there and, and study what I was learning about, but also I did get to travel to Poland. Um, I, again, I was raised... Even though the world was small when I was raised, I was I was raised thinking that it was a global world already. And so the opportunity to go there, I'm sure much to my parents' chagrin, because I'm one of four, but I'm the only girl, the only daughter, might not have been what they had in mind. Um, but I never feared it, sought it out. And it's one of the best things I think I've ever done um, was to take that Rome semester. And are there any highlights that still stand out to you to this day? Yeah, um, I think uh, I loved the art and architecture class. It's it's really amazing to study something and then, you, you know, you travel or you go out in the city you actually live in um, and you're seeing things that you studied firsthand and you're, you're getting to make the connection um, with what you studied and see it kind of really come to life. Um, I, I studied Latin uh, all through middle school and high school and then continued in college at UD. So to see that re- literally, you know, what's considered a dead language come to life in everything that I was experiencing, whether it was in Rome or Greece or all the different places the Roman Empire existed, really amazing. Um, and then uh, when we were on spring break in Greece, um, it actually snowed for the first time in decades. Um, so another Romer and I, a friend of mine, um, got together and said, you know, I think we're going to stay the summer and travel because um, we felt like we kind of got cheated out of that that traditional Greece, you know, island warm weather experience. Um, and so we actually stayed for the summer and, and backpacked and slept on trains and, and did the whole uh, travel Europe, got to meet my relatives in Poland and a lot of her relatives. Um, she's half Irish, so we traveled up to Ireland and got to live with them for a short time, so it was great. Hmm. And then it was time to come back to Irving and 
get ready for graduation, your final two years, do those specialized classes. So how did you plan to enter the real world um, after knowing it was time to graduate? Well, I, you know, it's funny when you originally asked me that question, uh, my honest answer would be that I don't, I don't know that I really had a plan. Um, but the nice thing about being at UD um, is because it's a small school and you really develop like a familial bond with the other um, people you're going to school with, that you went to Rome with, that, that gra- are graduating before you or coming up behind you is, um, you know, it, it, you kind of know that even though I don't have a grand plan, that you're going to have uh, a network of people that are have a common mindset, a common goals. That um, so I went to New York um, after graduating, where I grew up, um, and after a short summer there, kind of said, you know, I, I missed UD and the Dallas area and the community, and came back down here. Um, kind of fell into being in the human resources track, which is what I do in my professional life, and. Um, but I, I knew that being raised by immigrants and, and having that um, foundation where to be curious and to seek knowledge and to do good and contribute um, as a good person in the world, um, to honor my my parents and really my grandparents' legacy of what they sacrificed. I mean, they kind of picked up and left um, Poland, you know, during World War II with nothing, Um that that kind of instilled in myself and my brothers, our family, just kind of the the desire to, to go, you know, make it worth it, like to honor their legacy. Um, so I might not have had a plan that I want to graduate and go do this kind of job or be that kind of um, profession, but I knew that um, fulfilling the obligation, I think, to um, not just from UD, but my upbringing to contribute um, and to to do good things and to give back were, were going to be the path I headed down. And you talked about how you just kind of fell into the HR track. You've been at Michael's since 2000. How did that uh, opportunity come about and how has your job changed or how have you made it change in the 18 years you've been there? Um, so one of the other things that I um, – I got from UD that I was fortunate from is uh, my husband is also a UD graduate. Um, and, uh, another thing I've, I've taken away, I'll say from UD. Um, so we're, we're happily married now, almost 25 years. I've got three kids. Um, and so when, when we graduated, we moved out to California for a short period of time. Um, but decided that that wasn't, even though his family was there, that wasn't one where we were going to put down roots. Um, and I, at the time I worked for Mattel in the human resources department. Um, we got married, moved back to the Irving area. Um, I got a, a job through a UD connection, a fellow ud at a small consulting company. Um, and then went to work for uh, Texas Instruments. Um, TI uh, sold a portion of the business that I was in to Raytheon. Um, but we, uh, unfortunately had to shut down the plant that I was at. We had about a, a year notice to shut down the plant. It was relocating to Tucson and we weren't going to move. We were like, okay, we're staying in the Irving, the Dallas area. Um, and so I had a job offer with Nokia, um, who was huge and bustling at the time and also at Michael's. And I figured, you know, again, along the lines of, um, adventure and trying something different, I thought, well, you know, I've never done corporate retail. Um, and there was a lot of challenges that were being presented at the company was in a turnaround. 
Um, and I just saw the, the opportunity to, to build something great. Um, it was the opportunity to learn something new. Uh, it fit nicely in my desire to problem solve and help, um, help people and the business at the same time. And, um, I kind of felt like I was someone who could fill a, a need in the organization, which was different than the opportunity that was presented at, at Nokia. Um, so you asked about how my role expanded. I think, you know, even though I've been here over 18 years, every couple of years, I was able to um, kind of expand my role and pick up different areas of responsibility and not necessarily areas that I had managed or been an expert in before. And I think um, part of why I was able to do it is, you know, maybe some of it through uh, foolishness and not being afraid of a challenge or being, being shying away, but more because... Um, of a natural curiosity um, to problem solve and discover and kind of dig in and then um, figure out how, what might be going on here? Why might this be happening? Um, And then kind of pick it apart, you know, fix it and then figure out how can we make this um, better or put it back together or make it in such a way so that it ultimately helps, which is kind of along the service line. And then just did it over again. So over time, you know, picked up benefits, picked up HR systems, picked up customer support, picked up team member, you know, our our HR support line, Um, each of them having a common thread of just wasn't necessarily um, something that was in maintenance mode, but could use some uh, development and enhancement and, and to add value to our really ultimately our workforce. So I guess don't shy away from a challenge. Um, you know, and take the right partners, um, use your network of support within the company and, and just jump right in. And if you could dig a little deeper um, into how you did those things, your, your degree was in math, as you said, it wasn't in HR or anything like that. So how did you learn to come up with these new solutions without having any educational training per se? It was kind of, you were kind of relying on yourself to figure out what, how to fix this thing on the fly almost. I think one of the things that that it, it certainly was how I raised, but I think UD enhanced it a lot was, um, you know, you can go to a um, non-liberal arts college and get a degree, which is, um, you know, not taking away from it is great. But I know that when you go to a liberal arts school and especially UD, the Common Core, some of the focuses. Um, to develop your your natural curiosity and encourage you to try to understand why things are happening or how they're connected. And even if it's across, you know, math, English, science, history, the different disciplines, um, all all of those things have a relationship um, among them. And so then I think what that does is it it sets the stage for them when you graduate, you go out into the real world, you're, you're naturally, you've become trained, like your way of learning and problem solving is to try to understand why. So you always have to fix something that's broke, or you have to try to, you know, make it better. But really understanding root causes and getting out of it and understanding, you know, how, what the ripples are and how it all connects, I think makes whatever solution you put in place or process more sustainable. Um, and more widely adopted if if it's really getting at root cause or how this can serve people better versus just something broke, let's try to quickly fix it. Um, and I think that 
uh, all of the training and the education that you get at the University of Dallas and then studying abroad and understanding how all this comes together in the real world, really, it, it, it's not just gives you an appreciation for understanding how it all works, but it get, it sets you down a path of thinking like, oh, oh, this is all connected and anything done in isolation or as a one-off is um, is partially where a lot of the problems come from. So you have to appreciate the connectivity, I think, of um, everything you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And you've been involved with the university as a professional with the Office of Career Development, working on a number of panels, giving advice. So how has that experience been for you working on telling the current students on what to expect upon leaving UD? Well, you know, I had the good fortune to be approached by the Office of Development and Alumni Relations several years ago to, I do live in the Dallas area, to say, you know, would you be interested in coming and attending some of these events? And, um, you know, I think I, I, well, I always will say yes if they ask me. Um, but, but I think the best part about it is um, to be able to go back to the school and interact with people that, interestingly, it doesn't matter what year they graduated or if they're still an undergraduate, there's kind of a natural connection that happens because of that kind of common core, the Rome experience, the values of the university, the religion that you're surrounded by, that you just, it's kind of an instant friend network. Um, so I always enjoy, it's kind of like going back home. I always enjoy that experience. But also because I'm in human resources and I do spend a lot of time with people giving them, you know, advice about uh, or counsel on careers or how to deal with a job situation, I view it as an opportunity to kind of share and give back without it just being here's a, you know, I'll write a check to my school. Um, so I've enjoyed whether it's, you know, guest lecturing or um, sitting on a panel or talking about in, in the women in careers, um, professionals. Uh, I think it it's helpful for the generations, whether it's in front of you or behind you, to kind of share that perspective. And I think that's the thing that's nice about UDers relating to other UDers is, you know, it kind of removes the scariness of you. I have been where they have been, um, and and it's like I said, it's just kind of nice to, in a way, go home and see. I mean, I have my family in a large part because of my experience at UD, so. I view it as an opportunity to give back. And finally, as your role in human resources, hiring and also just as a professional dealing with people from different tracks of education and life, have you noticed a big difference between your type of education and those that did not go to UD? Uh, Yeah, I honestly think one of the biggest differentiators is um, that I do think there's a natural curiosity that people that go to liberal arts schools um, develop. So anyone can have a natural curiosity, but I think they're not intimidated um, by problems or learning new things or going on an adventure. There's a, a little bit of a fearlessness. And, and if you didn't have it before you went to Rome and studied abroad, you kind of, that kind of brings it to life in you a little bit because, you know, you're, you're going into uncharted, literally uncharted territory and, and the world opens up to you. Um, so you kind of ta- adopt a, well, why not do this? Um, and I think when I put resumes side by side, you know, and I compare interacting with someone who's been to a liberal arts school or, or not, I, I choose liberal arts over that. I think 
I think the way that people are taught to think and, the, and that muscle they develop as they go through their education um, is, is a very valuable thing to have, um, especially in a, in a tight job market coming right out of school. You know, companies are built very lean on their headcount and their resources, and you want someone who can, in a way, not just hit the ground running, but if they're not able to do that because they didn't go to school to learn to be a specific um, profession, um, which is common in corporate America, that they actually, like, they're going to have a hunger and an ability to learn and um, get ramped up quickly. Um, that kind of person to have on your team, um, you know, that will pitch in, that will serve, that will support, that will learn quickly because they're kind of fearless in their um, intellectual curiosity is invaluable. And the other thing is if, you know, there's a connection, I think, amongst um, liberal arts-educated um, professionals that, you know, it's kind of a positive click, if you will. Um, and, and especially if it's the UD community, um, you know, common core, common experiences, which is nice. Well, thank you so much. This has been very enlightening and shows just how valuable a liberal arts education is to any profession in the world. Yeah, happy to share. Thank you for having me. Well, that was our conversation with Yvonne Freeman, who talked about the way UD taught her to approach problem solving and how that has aided her throughout her career. If you would like to share your story of how you are bringing the University of Dallas to the world, please email us at udalum at udallas.edu. We look forward to our next opportunity to share how UD's mission is being spread to the world.